Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? It is bloody hot. It is summer in England, if you didn't know. And it's getting hot in here. So take, take off, off all, all your clothes. clothes. Welcome to Thank You Next. Oh, yeah. With me, Raj, I have decided that I'm getting used to the sunburn. I don't care anymore. Are you sunburned? I'm always sunburned. Look at my arm. You guys can't see it because of the ring light. The ring light washes me out. I'm really, really sunburned and it's okay. It's all right. I've accepted this is just our life. Where SPF, guys? What's your name, though? Oh, yeah. My name's Hardy. <laughs> I'm Hardy. It? It's Hardy <laughs> here with Raj today. This podcast is all about turning your L's into wins. So we kind of celebrate our failures a bit here. Actually, a lot. We look back at various relationships in our lives, get into the L, find the silver lining in it and say thank you next and move on nice and happily. To the next L, move to the next L, just keep it moving, you know? There's always another L, but I think it's important. As long as the L's are always different, it's okay. Mm. So when we talk about the L's that we take in relationships, we mean all of the different relationships in our lives, like our friends, frenemies, the family, the work colleagues, the bosses, the neighbours, the people from school. Hardy actually ran into someone from school this week. Yeah, I ran into this guy uh, who was in my math class and he was such an annoying little idiot. But now he's gone on to be a football player and yeah, I bumped into him on the train and I was like, yo, you were really annoying. What did he say? He was like, yeah, I did think if anyone from school came across me, they'd be like, and then he just shook his head because he knew how bad he was. He was really bad. So who does he play for? I think he was playing for Cov at some point and then oh. Bristol. And now he said he's not playing right now. I don't know. Okay, but he was watching the England match when he saw him in it. Yes, he was off to do that. But I mean, exclusive news. Apparently it is coming home. Who cares, man? I had my heart broken when Euro 96 happened. So I was like, I'm not supporting again, but I'm getting tempted now. I'm like, oh, shall I start watching it again? Shall I get an England shirt? Low it. Is in your heart broken from football or heartbroken from a human? I was heartbroken from football. In 96, I used to paint my nails with England flags on them. Wow. I used to get chucked out of my lessons because we all, we all used to do this on the tables at school, like that, you know, like that. And make like, we used to do doll beats and then like, I'd get chucked out and my- Doll is an Indian drum. My teacher would be like, get out of this class, you football hooligan. And I'd be like, all right, safe. Mate, you're like, a football hooligan. Wow, who knew? I was a football hooligan and yeah, it was it was quite interesting because a lot of my guy mates they were like Raj you know because you've got lighter skin you can get away with wearing an England top and I was like what the fuck are you lot talking about but since then I've learned a lot about racism in football so I get it I get why the boys would say weird things like that to me I used to wear like random Italy Brazil tops and my dad would be like 
not letting me go inside the pub when a match was on because he was, you're going to get into trouble. I was like, maybe. Who cares? Not me. I used to have a Man United kit that had Beckham written on the back of it. That was a long time ago. Bad boy. I had a Man United kit with gigs on the back. Uh, yeah, we don't talk about gigs anymore, innit? He, oh, um, yeah. We don't talk about gigs. But uh, anyway, so on today's episode, we are joined by a podcaster, a host. Uh, I've actually been on Brooke's TV show thing, you know? and um, Really? Yeah. And she's a content creator and she's... She's actually a really well-traveled woman. She's also been in a reality show. I think two now. She's been in two reality shows. So you might recognize her from The Circle, where she described herself as a social media fiend. And she used to be really good at flirting with the boys and the girls because she just wanted to win the show, but she didn't actually win the show, but it's okay. She actually said, I will flirt with the boys, the girls and the lamps to win this show. Brooke Odin is who is going to join us today. She has the best chat up lines. She gets the best chat up lines in her DMs. Like we have to ask her about that. And yeah, she's really well-traveled. She knows what she's talking about. Let's just put it that way. When you say she's well-traveled, you defo fucking mean it because she's got a Insta story highlight with Dubai written on it. What? What? But anyway, I clicked on it and oh my God, it was fucking mental. Twerking shots, twerking shots. I don't think I've seen that much twerking since like... Do you want to come to Dubai in November, mate? Nah, nah, nah. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? They look like they had a great time. Are you sure you don't want a good time? Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually busy all the whole of November. Oh, really? What are you doing the whole of November? You haven't told me. I'm not doing anything. I just don't want to go to Dubai. I was like, how are we going to do the podcast in November? (laughs) And obviously, we want to hear from you. What do you want to say thank you next to? Maybe you want to say thank you next to being a football hooligan. I want to bring it back, quite frankly. I actually want to be a football hooligan again. I loved the football hooligan video you sent me yesterday. The one, if British people don't have culture, then what's this? And then it's a video of like, all these little kids and they're like... They stay in the state of her body. If I... uh, I forgot the lyrics. If If I fuck her, we're in a Johnny. Johnny, Adiola wants to roll with a geezer. Yeah, that is British culture. That's 10 out of 10. I've just realised as well, I know the DJ who's playing at all the matches at the moment and he's been getting a lot of love on Twitter. So I, was, I was just like, maybe I should just get back in. I feel like there's so many signs at the moment that are saying, Raj, get back into football. I think this is your calling. Support your country. <laughs> like, Get lost. I think one of the kids on the England squad went to my high school. Well, there you go, Raj. But his name's Bukoyo Saka, repping for West London, you know. Greenford High School. Oh my God. He was born in September 2001. (laughs) He plays for England, everybody, and he went to my high school. Anyway, I'm very excited, but yeah. Anyways. Anyways, so yeah, maybe you want to say thank you next to football. Maybe you want to say thank you next to... People being really disruptive in math class and stopping you from getting education and you know you go on in your life and you still can't do basic maths that's really interesting that that boy that was disrupted in maths class became a footballer because me the football hooligan the class i was getting chucked out of was the maths class Mm. maybe there's a connection Mm. there email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com tell us about the relationship else you've taken or if you can relate to anything we are chatting about and make sure you give us a follow on all our socials it's thank you next pod and at the moment we have made some fire playlists for you guys so go to our highlights on our stories which is called playlist and have a look at the playlist that we've made for you we're music creators okay we actually did want you to have a great week and we've made a playlist called queen shit which is when you feel 
like people are not seeing you for who you are, uh, not treating you the way that you should be treated. Undervaluing you. Treating you like you're the underdog. This is the playlist that you need to listen to to just remember who you are. Remember who you are. Don't forget. To lift you up when you are feeling down. Thank you. Shit that went down this week. So me and Raj obviously always talking about relationships. That's what we do and how to get better. And one book that always kept coming up for me, I've had it in my room for so long and never actually picked it up, is Attached. And our favorite guy, Mark Groves, and everyone else always bangs on about this book. See it literally everywhere on Amazon, all that crap. But yeah, anyway, I actually picked it up, put it on our story. I was reading it in the park. I'd only read four pages and Raj was like, you're fraud making out you've read the book. Anyway, I've got a little bit further and um, one of our listeners got in touch, Priyanka to say that she's actually been reading it. Oh, you've read it, right? I've read it already. And I'm so pleased you've got your hands on this book because it's one of those books where I always recommend it to all my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a pattern in your dating life, I guess. Yep, yeah, I think me and Raj both do. And yeah, you go through it and then you also have the same kind of people who say the same kind of stories with different guys, but it's a pattern. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh God, I've heard this before. It's the same record. And when that's happened with a few people, I have literally been like, please read this book. This is going to help you so much. And I don't mean that in a horrible way. I just feel you learn so much. Like you probably read like a few chapters and you relate to some of the things. Like it makes you do a quiz. I've not actually filled it out yet, but it asks the question, say your other half is out all day, then they come back and they don't want to talk to you. Do you take that as in... They don't love you. And old me would be like, yeah, they hate me. (laughs) But new me after lockdown and the rest of it, I'm like, oh, I don't know what I am now or where I fall in this. But what made you pick it up in the first place? I think it was recommended by a friend of mine. Maybe I used to be that person where I used to go and go to this friend and be like, oh my God, the same thing happened. But I think with dating especially, it is so much about self-reflection. Yeah. And I don't know why that that's not being drilled into our heads as young girls. You know, we've been shown Disney and like fairy tale, everything. And while that's really great, you know, it's amazing to grow up as women and imagine that, you know, it's all romanticized. But your childhood and your personality and who you meet and how you turn out as an adult plays such a big role. And nobody says that. People just imagine like, you know, Cinderella probably doesn't have any hang ups and she's perfect and meets this other guy who's perfect. But nobody kind of digs a little bit deeper. And I think that's what this book does. Right. It makes you question those things. So I just wish more people were aware and made that decision like, right? This is what I do wrong. And this is what I do right. So with me, I think it was just that I was like, it's got to a stage. The only common factor in all of the guys that are meeting that's going wrong is me. So the book is about attachment styles. Yeah. So what was your attachment style? And did your attachment style change after reading the book? Yes, partly. I wanted something secure. But I was coming at it from an insecure attachment style point of view. But that was mainly because of the experiences that I've had in the past. So I was getting uh, attracted to avoidance. Oh, God. And that made me more anxious because I was attracting a certain kind of person. Whereas what I was actually seeking was someone who's secure. And then when I was reading it, I was like, hold on a minute. This is what I'm doing wrong. It's like... 
I think the best way to describe it is that if you're looking for a, if you're looking for grapes, right, why would you constantly pick up a peach thinking, oh, it's a fruit, that's fine. You'd be like, oh, I'm looking for grapes. You just wouldn't settle for something that isn't what you're looking for. Whereas like, because of past patterns, you get so used to it that you just constantly go through the same cycle until you realize, actually, do you know what? You can do something about this. So what did you change? I would say I am 100% more secure now. And I am with somebody who's exactly the same, like exactly what I was looking for. So in that sense, it, it does work, if, if, if that makes sense. Like just to... What was the uh, gap between you reading the book and finding this person? Uh, gosh, this sounds like I'm like a setup case study. Like, you know, the authors have just been like, <laughs> oh, promote this book or give you like a 10%. No, um, I think it was the summer of 2019 when I read this book. And I think my dating habits changed considerably after and I would say I met my partner now in 2020. So. Well, well. Wait, during lockdown? Yeah, during lockdown. Look, lockdown love exists. I know, it does exist. Talk us through some attachment red flags that we need to know about. Inconsistency, number one. Which could be what? What would that be? It would be, I don't know, going days without messaging somebody. Let's be real, in this day and age, everyone is looking at their phones. Yeah. Or like not giving an explanation for why they didn't contact you for actually several days. At what stage should someone be talking to you every day if you're not dating or... Situationships is a red flag, Raj, just as an FYI. Is a situationship not when you've had sex, though? Does that not... Do you not have to have sex to be in a situationship? I think if it's gone for a prolonged period of time, Hmm. when it's completely undefined is how I would personally class situationship. Oh, okay. So it's like... You know, I don't know, just an example. You could be chatting to somebody for like several months. Yeah. But where's this going? Like, why are you speaking to this person for several months? And, you know, what's happening? But yeah, so a situation ship is like undefined territory. It should be very easy as adults, as grown adults, for us to just have a simple conversation and go like, what, what's what's happening here? What What's going on? What was the patterns you were noticing in the old people that you were dating, by the way? I think they were mainly avoidance. So like consistency was a big, big red flag. Mm. They were just like very bad with communication or they, were, they weren't just sort of committing to anything, not like committing to a relationship, committing to simple things. Yeah, I find committing... Um difficult sometimes i think it's just like yeah plans wise i'm a bit avoidant i was just gonna ask hardy what you think you are based on the book i am a mix of insecure and avoidant (laughs) yes the first question or something that i just saw just checked it now it was like i'm scared my partner will stop loving me or i'm scared Something like that. And that's, yeah, that's always the number one fear. I read something yesterday I sent to my friend that was laughing and it was like, well, you try and get information about their exes to see how you compare. I've done that. I literally did that like three weeks ago. I think everyone does that though. I think that's normal. And then there was another one as well, like about, yeah, just like comparing yourself. You want to be the best, the the one they've ever had or whatever. That's all right. (laughs) But I feel, feel like 
after doing this reading and having the conversations that we're having, I'm thinking, all right, how can I fix these things going forward? Because I do not want, I can't be bothered to like make the same mistakes again and again. But I think you're already doing something right. The fact that you're picking mm. up a book that is going to help you with changing those patterns is actually, this is like step number one. It's not just this book, I guess anything, any book that you read and I, I mean, I can't remember at the top of my head some other books that I read, but it was just understanding that the patterns and recognizing the patterns. And you're like, oh, I'm doing the same thing again. So it's like, say, for instance, if you dated someone who was just a flake, but the first time around, if you were still stuck in that mindset, you would tell yourself, oh, that's fine. Or you'd make excuses for their behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you realize maybe six months down the line, a year down the line, because of homework that you've done, and this is like self-work or whatever else you want to call it, whether it's reading a book or going to a therapist or just recognizing, journaling, writing these things down, you could in a year's time be like, hold on a minute, I don't like this and this makes me upset and this is not a pattern that I like because... I'm making excuses for the behavior now, but in turn, it's upsetting me mm. and it's making me more hurt. Just taking a step back then, you will yourself realize that you don't want to be involved in that kind of situation. And like I said, it's not going to happen overnight to anyone, right? It just, it's part of growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're so preoccupied with attraction, liking the way someone looks or like a lot of those things without considering these behavioral things that are really important as well I don't know I feel like once you've been burned pretty bad you don't want to get burned again and I think that sometimes affects your attachment style and you kind of become avoidant to a certain extent because you don't want to get hurt again and I've read somewhere that the avoidant attachment style is usually because someone is just there. it's not that they don't want to be with you it's not that they don't want to try it's just because they want to make sure you're still going to be there even if they are pulling away here mm. and there. So that avoidant attachment style is like, it's quite complex. Mm. It's not as straight up as, oh, this person's dodgy or like, I can't talk to this person or something can't work. It might be because they're hurt. And I just feel like from being really hurt in a previous relationship, like that is why I will read all of these books and I'll look into all of this stuff because yeah, I don't have time to waste mm. on just fancying someone for their looks. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their shady behavior being like, okay to me. No, like we're not... We're not 15 anymore. We can't really excuse that, you know? Nope. Yeah. But no. also you can still meet someone, be attracted to them. And, you know, they could be decent human beings. That's not too much to ask Maybe. for. Be like, hey, are, are, are you are you sound? I mean, you look all right. But also sometimes I think yeah. women also, because, and that is also down to your attachment style, you will find reasons not to go out with somebody. I have some girlfriends who do that all the time. They meet a decent guy, but they will somehow find 10 reasons what kind of reasons will they come up with silly things could be like oh my god like he's just an inch shorter or like oh he doesn't have the right job and you just have to ask yourself well is he a nice guy and is he treating you well yeah. because at the end of the day all you have to do is be with somebody who is that you know and yeah. none of those little things make a difference but i guess that's that's a way of avoiding a relationship we know when you're like oh this is a nice person actually and there could be something solid going on here but let me find a reason to maybe not make it work because if you haven't dealt with some of those things that go on with you yourself then you will find excuses so i don't know it's very very complex but it's a very interesting subject 
Raja, are you going to read it? Yeah, I've actually just found a quiz that I'm going to do online to find out my attachment style. Yeah, there is one online. But I was going to say, your your attachment style at the moment, is it secure? 100% yes. Whoa. Oh, 100%. That, that is a very bold statement. How did you change it? I, I think it was just basically um, making those little conscious decisions, you know, of like realizing, even when I'm going on dates with somebody, just realizing, well, I don't like this pattern. So, you know, you're just being, you just become extremely picky, but you don't become like a nitpicker. You're not just being Mm -hmm. picky about, oh, I just don't like the postcode he lives in. So I'm not going to go out with this person. (laughs) You know, it's more like, well, this is a pattern. Well, I do think our personalities would gel. Do you think there is any kind of long-term potential? But also I think when me and my partner, when we started dating, it wasn't like, you know, in the films or how I've sort of experienced things in the past where it's all like love bombing, where it's like fireworks. But it's never like that. You know, you get to know somebody, you spend time with them. And I think that was the beauty about the pandemic where you could go on dates like old fashioned style. So like the few of our dates that we had, we were literally in a park having gin and tonics. I love that shit. That sounds great. That's what That's what dating is. It is about sort of getting to know somebody and people forget that. People think dating is all about... Being flashy. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and dating is literally getting to know somebody just check out if they are sound and if you feel compatible if they're sound mm. I like that it's so simple when someone puts it to you like that I'm like oh my god yeah that's what it's about like what was I doing all this time yeah. so for anyone listening why do you think our listeners should read this book if you are genuine and serious about looking for love if you're genuine about wanting to meet someone but also more than anything if you just want to have a healthy relationship a healthy relationship doesn't start when you meet somebody who likes pizzas just as much as you or you know you both love friends and you can just binge watch that that's great and that's like complementary to a relationship but a relationship is just so much more than just those superficial things so if you want to have mm-hmm. a go with you know wanting to be in a nice secure healthy relationship that just makes you smile at the end of the day i think that's a good reason to read a book any book about relationships. Have you read any others that you would recommend? I have, but I can't remember. I'll send you some names. We'll share them on our stories, everybody. Yes, we will. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Next. So we mentioned earlier that we're going to be joined by Brooke Oden, co-host of Say It How It Is pod, cast member of The Circle Season 2, world traveller and content creator, y'all. And you can currently catch her on ITV2's Secret Crush, which we're going to get her to spill all the tea about. So let's find out what Brooke is saying thank you next to. Welcome to Thank You Next. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for having me, girls. How are you? All good. Thank you for coming and joining us on this sweaty day. I know. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so balmy. Like, you just can't even... Sweating. I am literally melting. Like <laughs> I'm melting right now. Like my wings. Oh are my to god! Slip We're so typically British, isn't it? It's like we can't handle like the the bad I weather. Can't handle it. We can't handle the good weather. We can't handle nothing. <laughs> we have a really big question for you to start off the podcast. We don't usually do this with our guests, but it's a deep question. Mm-hmm. Hardeep's been like contemplating the meaning of life, and we wanted to ask you: Why do you think that we are here on Earth? Fuck, yeah, shit. Yeah, y'all. we're not playing. We're not playing today. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know when you have a weekend when you're like, oh, like what is the meaning of life? So Hardik's had a weekend like that. I was really sad. I was just all weekend just like, what? Why are we even here? What's going on? Funny enough, I went for spontaneous drinks and shisha, whatever, over the weekend with some girls that I've become friends with. And our new life motto is that life is for living. Life's too short. Tomorrow's never promise. I'm always, you know, about, you know, living in a moment, doing X, Y, Z, like this and that, blah, 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 blah. I just know that personally, my meaning of life is that I was not born to just study, work, pay bills and die. I will live my best life. Okay. okay? That's me personally. And, you know, it's all about just treasuring the best moments, like living, you know, for genuine people, good vibes. That's my meaning of life anyway. Whether it came from a big bang or all of that, I don't know. Personally, I believe in God. <laughs> so I believe that God put us here. But I guess, shit, that's a deep question, man. I, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what your sole purpose is on this earth? To be a lady of leisure. No, I'm joking. Oh, shit! <laughs> what was that thing? To go on a yacht, shake your ass, or that thingy, that thing, video is going around. <laughs> Hardy's been looking at your Dubai highlights, oh that's why she's saying that. Your Dubai highlights are so funny. I used to travel about twice a month. And with COVID, I was lucky to travel three, four times a year. So that was a shock to the system. So Dubai, I was going to enjoy every last second out there because I did not know how long it was going to last for. But no, I think literally my life goal, achievement, whatever, is to literally travel the world. I've been to so many places. People are like, my God, like, why would you go there? Like I went to Poland and nobody gets why. I was like, listen... Don't knock it till you've tried it. Poland was actually lit. So when did you take your first solo trip? My first solo trip was in 2016, where I went to Kavos and I got burgled on a first night and then got into a crash accident like two, three days later. So I thought maybe solo travel is not for me. (laughs) So I didn't take another one for about three years. And then that was in Czech Republic. Mate, I'm so glad that you have decided to go again because I've been watching your vlogs and I was enjoying them. God, just travel. Life's too short. Yellow. <laughs> How long do you like go for your solo travel trips? Have you done, what's the longest time you've gone for? I think about three, four days because as much as I love my own company, I think especially with vlogging, I like having someone to bounce off from. Mm. So sometimes when you're by yourself, like I'm good, but I'm like, yo, I could do with a little company. In it. And who's going to take my pictures? Like you can't always trust strangers to do it. They nah. don't know your angles. They might run away with your phones. Tripods just on. They just don't, you know what I mean? You need your friend. Like, you need a travel buddy. But yeah, I still recommend travelling solo, 100%. 100%. The Circle, I have always wanted to go on that show. And I'm actually bare-gutted that it's not coming back in the UK, right? So I can't get to go on it. Mm, I don't know about all of that, sis. We just know that Channel 4 is not going to commission it. But let me talk. I said this that Netflix picked it up didn't they in Spain France Mm -hmm. everywhere else Mm -hmm. so it's it's kind Mm -hmm. of highly likely that it's gonna just be on Netflix and exactly and also I just think they wouldn't have opened you know applications whatever for future seasons if they knew like cancelling a show you know that's gonna happen that's not last minute news that you're like oh okay do you know what I mean so the fact that they said yeah you know apply for future um, seasons of the circle they wouldn't have done that if they knew they were going to cancel it full stop it may not be on channel 4 but yeah I didn't even know to me to me, the math was not mathing. I was like, Mm-mm, no, Netflix is going to pick this up. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Hardy, you can still apply. I still stand a chance. I was good this year when I saw they had three brown people because normally I'm like, oh, they wouldn't have a brown person. They had three. I was I like, know. oh, shit, that could have been me. But um, what was it like going through the process of getting on that show? The process of going on that show was mental to me because I did not realise that 
obviously you, you just think people apply to go on reality TV and they get picked up, right? To me, I was quite oblivious about the whole scouting thing that most people are scouted. Yeah. And they prefer to do that because they don't like to sift through a lot of shit. Like they know what they want. Mm. So, but I applied not knowing that. And I think it was only myself and was it Katie that applied? Everyone else was scouted. Oh, wow. So when I found that out, I was like, look, mama, I made it. Listen, I'll get everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made it. Yeah. But um, I remember watching, because my friends always like, oh, bro, you should go on Love Island, you should go on Love Island. I was like, no, never, no. Why not? Because I think the same. <laughs> no. Do you know what? One, it's different for black girls than it is for our other counterparts. Mm-hmm. Okay. For many ways. I mean, the stigma, the hair, just all of that is just a lot. I think sometimes the way we can be portrayed, it sometimes feeds to the angry black woman stereotype and I don't want to like fuel that or whatever. Also, I'm too body conscious sometimes and I feel like if you don't get my, like, you know, when you take pictures or your friends take pictures, you're in control. You know how you want it. You hold in, you hold the food part, you put your arch your back, you do all of that. I was saying to Raj, you don't have a storm. I was like, this girl doesn't. Oh my God. Hardy was like, what does she eat? I was like, she don't eat, mate. I was like, she don't eat. She... Bitch, what? I eat. <laughs> Bitch, I eat. I love to eat, sis. Like, I'm always eating. Okay. But I feel like, you know, when you're someone else's from you, it's not your angles, you're not in control of the way. Ugh, I just, I'd, I'd be too body conscious for that. And also, I was battling eczema, so my skin wasn't all, ugh, it was just too much. So I thought, no. And also, I'm sorry, I know for a fact my brothers and my mum mm. would not want to watch me doing all these sex game positions. Oh my God, the games. They would be, yeah. They are, they're like cheesy and dumb, though, but I wouldn't be wanting to be getting off with randoms. No, Hardy, remember that game? Okay, guys, there's that game where it's like you have to get dressed up as in whatever costume, sex costume they give yeah, you. And the, the lap sexy yeah, dance thing. the sexy dance. Like, come I on. I couldn't do it. You just do it as a joke, though. Uh, all the talent show. I don't have a talent. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I do. I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Take shots. Take shots yeah, in the Yeah, take boy. shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could just be like... I'm a lightweight. I can't even do that. I'll take three and I'll be like, guys. Nah, like, man. That's me. <laughs> I can't even do that. Well. But I was going to say, even talking about like Love Island and obviously the circle, like reality shows, I feel like over the last few years have got a lot of flack about how they look after their contestants and how they manipulate their contestants and all of that. But like, yep. I don't know. It seems like the circle's kind of been free of all of that. Yes. So sorry, I forgot yeah. that's what we were talking about going through the circle. So I was like, oh my God, yeah, I've never gone Love Island. But then I watched the circle season one. I was like, yeah, this is a bit of me. Like I could do this. Do you know what I mean? And so I applied for it. And then lo and behold, I got it. But I applied for it back in like January and I didn't hear anything back for like six months. So I was going to plan my birthday to Bali because it was my 25th. I was going to do my 25th country for my 25th birthday. That was my goal. Yeah. And then, I was like to my girl, let's just wait. <laughs> just in case they hit me up. Let's just not book that trip just yet. And then just so it happens, yeah, I ended up on a circle. So did you have a lot of care then? Did they talk to you about like because I watched the video of you turning your phone back on, for example. I was thinking mm. you turned your phone on at night. And I was like, oh shit. If you see something you don't like, you're gonna go to bed with that in your brain. Like, how did you deal with going on your phone again and comments and stuff? Did you look at comments and the rest of it? How did that work? So care-wise, they do really provide like the whole before care, after care, all of that thing. So you have like a site talk before, like you have quite a few actually before you even go on there just to make sure you're fully like, you know what you're getting into, getting involved in all of that. And then even during while you're filming, you will have um, the psych psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever she is, sorry. <laughs> I need to put some respect yeah. on her name. I'm not too yeah. sure. But yeah, so she comes in just to make sure you're still okay. Anytime you need it, they want to talk to you, there was someone there. So that wasn't a problem. Afterwards as well, you know, they're always there if you need them. One of the things they tell you is that, you know, you will get like abuse and hate and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And for me, I thought if you can do YouTube, you can do 
anything because you need to have tough skin for that because the comment, the abuse, the trolls you get on YouTube are mind-blowing. So if you can handle that, you can handle anything. So I think, to me, that was light work. Did you have it before then on YouTube? Yeah, oh, you get all the racism and all this and that. Yeah, 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 you get all of that. That, that shit does a face, but I'm like, listen, love you, hate me, I get paid, honey. So it's all good. <laughs> it's all <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So that never really phased me. And I was like, listen, Beyonce has haters, Jesus has haters, nobody's going to win, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's all good. So um, that really didn't phase me. And I think the most hate I really saw were people like, oh, telling me oh, to be nicer to Tim because obviously I've already loved him and I was calling him a snake because he blocked me. I was like, oh, scholar snake. But apart from that, it was, it was fine. I really assumed the worst and it didn't happen. So I was quite pleasantly surprised, especially when season three came up again. You know, they called in to check on us. So listen, obviously this might bring a bit more attention to you. So, you know, if you need us, we're here. So they were good. Um, but I heard that season three were not pleased at all with the way things went and were edited. So yeah, they have a different story. From a production perspective, they probably thought, okay, we know how this works now. Here's how we can spice it up. And that's probably what they were trying to do. Yeah. And I thought we had the blessing. At first I thought it was a bit of a curse because I would have loved to have, for it to be filmed and then me watch it at the same time as everyone. So the fact that I was in there, oblivious to what was happening and everyone was seeing what was doing, was a bit at the time like, oh, but now I think it was a blessing in disguise because these lot had to keep it a secret for about six, seven, eight months. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, yeah. And then they had to watch it unfold in front of them. And then obviously, because with us, there was like, a day or two lag. So there's only so much they can twist and do you know what I mean? Whereas with six months, honey, you can play, you can do what you want. Do you know what I mean? Like you can really spin in your favour and I know the contestants this season were not happy about that. They said there's a lot of things that were edited and cut out and manipulated and all of that. So they've got a different story to tell. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When you went on it, I saw that you wanted to prove that you are more than just a bikini pick taken (laughs) bitch. So what did you learn about yourself from being on The Circle? Gosh, do you know what? I've learned that I am not as hard as I think I am. So before I went on there, I was like, listen, I'm going to do everything for 100K. I'm going to flirt with this, flirt with that. I don't care who I've got a backstab, blah, blah, blah. Flirt with a lamp, I think you said. Flirt with the boys, the girls, the lamps, the walls, everything. I'll flirt with, I don't care. I will do what I need to do to get to the top. Like there was nothing getting in my way. And then I get in there and day one, oh, circle sister, like, oh, like, oh, like, oh, I got, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's so weird. Like, you think until you're actually in there, you just don't know how things are going to play out. And it's such, it was such a surreal experience. Like, yeah, I'm still so fortunate and blessed to to have gone through it and lived it. Yeah. Are you doing your podcast with Beth, right? Yes. So it's so weird because when, when I was in the circle, like in the actual apartments, we, I hardly got to chat to Beth. So I was like, mm, I didn't really care about her. You know, she was whatever. When we both got blocked, we started talking and we're like, oh my God. And then we were literally like inseparable, like from the finale up until like COVID, we were literally like tied together at the hip. Um, and now we've got our own podcast where we're just saying it how it is. And yeah, she's literally such a babe. She's one of my closest friends. I didn't win 100K, but I got a friend for life. <laughs> 
That's sick, though. You got someone to do a podcast with, friend, and all that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Amazing, hundred percent. Do you still talk to Tim? I do, I do. He actually hit me up. I think asked me to come on his podcast a few days ago, for his, or weeks ago for his birthday. Oh, he's got a podcast too. I didn't yes. even know. Wait, Tim ain't not. Oh no, Tim's not the old. Yeah, one. he is. Tim. Tim's the yeah, old Tim guy. is the old guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah. Tim can chat for England. The guy can talk, 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 talk. Yeah. What does he do on his podcast? I couldn't tell you because I know Tim and Tim. Can talk and I don't have the time with the minerals but I love the guy <laughs> oh his episodes like three hours long and <laughs> oh if you're lucky if you're lucky <laughs> nah man that's crazy because he's got a YouTube channel yes he does because I know he does like I'm an animation and stuff as well oh wow did he not ask you for tips for YouTube <laughs> Because didn't you teach him how to text and use emojis? Honestly, and... yeah. Like when we came out, I was like, Tim, we need a masterclass. So I helped him with his Instagram, told Aww. him how to use like, emojis, this and that, and hashtags, how to do his first Aww. story post because he had no idea how to even see DMs and stuff. That's cute. And then bless him. Yeah. And yeah, this guy was very like oblivious though. Like people were asking him and he was willing to like meet up with anyone anywhere. I was like, bro, you can't do that. You oh, can't give no. people your address and stuff. Like it's. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. But imagine him meeting up with people. Yeah, what? but he he I think he's just so Tim that you know it, it was it was nothing to him. Oh my god, he better be Aww. I hope he's careful now. Yes, I think <laughs> he's yeah. learned his lesson. Be careful, Tim. Yeah, I think he's learned god. his lesson. But yeah, and now you're doing secret crush. Oh. <laughs> oh. Tell us about it. We we don't understand how it works. Yeah, we don't know how it works. I haven't actually caught up with it. There's a lot to catch up with, Brooke. Do I have to watch all the episodes? You don't, you don't. I'm, I'm only in episode 11, so no, you I don't. I saw that. I saw your name mentioned in episode 11. Then I was like, but shall I just watch this one or shall I watch all of them? So how does it work? What do you do? So basically, you have a crush on someone and um, you tell them on national TV. So you wow. have a crush for somebody? Past tense, honey, past tense. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> Is it a celebrity crush or a real person? So a real person, they're supposed to know who you are. Or whilst you know I would have said Ovi, oh. I'd be like, Ovi, hi, hello, me. I know, I know. <laughs> like, he still needs to, like, wake up and smell the coffee. Yeah, I don't know what he's playing at. So a lot of the um, cast, whatever, of Secret Crush, are people who had done reality TV. So I know there were some people from Love Island and some other like influencers and YouTubers and stuff, but a lot of it were just, you know, civilians. Um, and, <laughs> oh no, I don't, oh no, no, that's not no. what I mean. That's no, what I mean. that is what you mean though. No, 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 no. Civilians, no. you know? Civilians. Rewind, rewind. rewind. Not civilians. No more people. I'm a civilian. I'm a civilian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. What I mean is people that haven't been on other TV or done stuff. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Reality, it's not reality TV stars. Like, yeah, just. Uh... So for a lot of these people, they were like their co-workers. They had a question like they had nothing, like no oh, idea on or things like that's that. Yeah, cute. And some that's people cute. like or friends that like that were in the same friendship circle, but they didn't know they had a crush on them or whatever. And um, some people were exes and stuff. And then mine was like, a, not an ex, because we were never official, but someone I dated in the past. Okay. But no, he was someone I dated. He was one of the nicest guys I'd ever dated, this and that. You know, he was really oh. chivalrous, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, dating this generation where you feel like the guys are after one thing, you know, they're trying to hit it and then quit it. And obviously he wasn't like that. Like, we weren't even intimate like that from, anyway. But, um... Yeah, but then obviously there came out time where loads of guys were like trying to chat to me and I was basically, because I'd been heartbroken before, I vowed that I would never put all my eggs in one basket because that's what I did. And then that guy went for someone else. And I was like, well, that's what I get for having tunnel vision. Do you know what I mean? So next time I'm not going to do that. 
But now, and then I tried to talk to multiple people at the same time and it's just not me. Like, I, it's just not in my character. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't, I try. I, I can't, can't do, do it. it. I'm always like, I, yeah. My attention span can't keep multiple conversations <laughs> going. It's too hard. Everyone's like, you need to talk to more people. You need to diversify the, the roster and all of you this. Do. And you're like, okay, well, I'll try it. But then it's like, no one... I don't want to chat to anyone else yeah. either. I'm not, I'm not, it's it's alright. It's just not me. It's just not me. But it's like the Sex in the City rule, isn't it? It's like you're meant to have like five guys Ooh, that are chatting a lot. to you. And five's a lot. I struggle with two. I struggle with two. I can't do it. And then imagine if you like call them the wrong name. That's or happened to me. You're just That's like. <laughs> this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. Because if you're talking to someone daily, like, you know, like, regularly, like, I'll always, I might call other people Hardy. Do you know what I mean? That's what so, happened to me. No. Yeah. So I was like, how does this work? <laughs> but that's good to know, because I always feel like, am I the only nah. one that can't do this? No, nah. nah. you're yeah. not, sis. You're not. I'm, go- you're I'm not. questioning if you can chat to multiple people. I'm questioning your motives. Do you know what it is? I feel like this generation... With social media, with online dating apps, there's this illusion of av- availability and that there's always something better out there. That if things don't work out, cool, the next person's just to swipe away. Whereas before, you had to graft to get someone's number to take them out, you know, meet them in the club. It wasn't just, you know, oh, fuck it, me and Fingy broke up, let's just go on Tinder. It wasn't like that. So now I feel like mm. people don't want to settle down. And it's, ugh, I'm old school. Like, I'm, I feel like I was just born in the wrong generation sometimes. But. I did see a story today from Shante J. And it was like, oh, shall I stay with this guy or should I leave? And then it's like, oh, but I can't be bothered to go back to, oh, but how many siblings do you have? Literally. Oh, my God. What's your favorite color? You should just know these things. Just miss me with that. It should be like organic. It shouldn't be, do you know what I mean? Like it's, there's nothing wrong meeting people on dating apps. Like I've dated guys from dating apps, but I would have just preferred to meet someone in person. Um, so, so yeah, basically. There was a tweet that you retweeted and it says, I really love it when God shows you, you were settling with what you thought you wanted. Oh. What did you think that you wanted? I know it must have been, it must have been about one motherfucker, hundred <laughs> percent. must have been what, sorry? <laughs> about a motherfucker, about a guy. <laughs> oh no. Sorry, I'm not going to no. excuse the profanity. <laughs> oh good, oh good. You're doing subliminal tweets about a man. No, no, like... Not just that. Also, to be honest, it's a lot of things. So I've had so many things in my life that I thought it's what I wanted and it hasn't gone my way and I've been so gutted and heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And then a few days, weeks, months later, I had something better come and I was like oh my god like this is why I'm a firm believer that everything happens for a reason that's just me do you know what I mean so when I'm down I won't be down for long so 
for example, I was supposed to get, a, I applied for a graduate job that was going to be in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. And it was like a decent salary. This time I really wanted it. I went to like the final stage and then I messed up on like the, there was a question about the the company's financial year or whatever this and that. And I got, I'd studied the wrong year basically. So I messed up. Okay. And then, okay. yes, I didn't get it. And I was obviously heartbroken. Like I really wanted to have like a good package, just in that, blah, 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 blah. And then that was in Birmingham. So I would have had to like move city. I was, I'm not afraid to start a new life and travel, but it would be nice to be closer to like friends and family. And I don't know anyone in Birmingham. Anyway, long story short, so I didn't get it. I was heartbroken, upset, da, 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 da. I applied for another job for a company and they turned me down. I was thinking for fuck's sake, like what is happening? And then two days later, they said, we actually think you'd be best suited for this job. And it was better pay better salary the starting date this and that and I was like oh my god like do you know what I mean it was like next to London so I was like this that works my favour the schedule worked for me it wasn't a 9 to 5 because I can't do Monday to Fridays because I got shit to do during the week so it's just sticky but it was a firm to me it was a proof that everything happens for a reason I wasn't meant to get this other job because I was meant to get this that is basically taking an L and turning it into a win which is literally what we do here on this podcast so right now we're going to talk about something that's happened in the week, you know, before we get into the relationship lessons, we want you to say it how it is. Uh, eh? Eh? I see what you did there. <laughs> and tell us, a, tell us a little something, something about something that's happened this week that you want to say thank you next to. Right. So the thing I want to say thank you next to is a fake news. Like I must have been on Twitter last night or whatever. And then I see a picture of like David Attenborough, black and white. And then the captions like David Attenborough passed. And you just skim past and you see age and you're thinking oh my God, this icon, this legend is dead. And then you read it properly and it's like, oh, past the shop window. In, and it's just like, why would you do that? Why would you play with my heart like that? Like, it's just, so fake news and all of that, I'm not here for it. Keep it moving. Thank you, next. Yeah, that is one of the reasons why I hate Twitter. It's like someone's trending and you're like, it's always someone you love. You're like, oh, what happened? are they dead and then it's like no no they're not dead it's fine people know what they're doing with David Attenborough as well because they know that we're worried about him and what could happen to him and the picture as well because I'm looking at it and I saw it as well and I was like what the fuck's going on here it's black and white he's looking down he's quite sad it has his age in it and it also says peacefully passed so you think he's dead but it says peacefully passed a shop in Richmond today why would you do that? Well, you, you know another this? thing, sorry, completely random, Rude. but another thing I want to say thank you next to is TMZ announcing news about, you know, people who have died before their family even know. Like, oh, they have done that no. so many times. Like, not even giving the family, like, the, their privacy to, like, you know, digest what's happened and just put it all over out there for however much. I think that's wild. I can't lie. Like, I guess their business, but I think that is mental. Who the hell runs TMZ? I don't know. I don't know. It is, yeah, it's weird. They've got a head office in like the middle of LA, like slap bang in the middle of everything. I walked past mm. it when I was in LA and I was like, oh, that's TMZ. Imagine working there. But it's like, they get tip offs and stuff and then they have, I think they have no moral they compass don't. because you what you just said, like you would have to, you can't, yeah, you can't work You'd there. have to make a call like. Mm-hmm. You can't work there and have moral compass. It's impossible. The two just don't. Mm-mm. We need to go on LinkedIn. Raj is a detective. So what we'll do is go on LinkedIn, Find someone from TMZ and we'll get them on. I will try. Yeah, I'll actually... Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I will try. I will try. I My theory is I think it's young people that are studying okay. journalism or like yeah. in uni. Do you know Quit what I mean? That. And they're exploiting them. And so the young people haven't quite found their moral compass uh-huh. yet. So they're like, yeah, fuck you lot. Like, do this, do that. And then Some people, eventually they're like, okay, no matter we're how old they are. They just Mad. don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They just don't give yeah. a fuck. So. It's so messy. Like celebrity gossip is so mm. messy. Mm-hmm. It is a fucking mess, man. Like imagine working in literally celebrity no, gossip. thank you. Selling celebrity gossip. Yeah, it's, 
Thank you. Thank you. Next. Next. Uh, before we get onto lessons, if you want to get in touch with us, hit us up at Thank You Next Pod on socials or hi Thank You Next Podcast at gmail.com. If you were also fooled by that David Attenborough tweet, that was rude. <laughs> just rude is all I'm going to say. It's disrespectful. It's worse than rude. It's just. Imagine if he sees it. What are you it? doing? What if. <laughs> nah, they did that. And then imagine if something actually did happen. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, it's just a little bit too much. It's just a little bit. Leave it. Thank you. Next. So we're going to move on to our relationship lessons. So we're going to get into lesson one. So one taught me. Not to do the most with someone who's not even your man. Oh boy. Unpack this for us, please. Do you know what? I've learned the hard way that you can't let nobody's son take you for idiot. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm just naturally a giver. So if I care for you or this and that, I do little things that I go out of my way, you know, whether it's to cook for you, this, that, get you this, like help you if you need help, whatever, this and that. Like, I'll do the most just for, because I care about you. Do you mm. know what I mean? But... I'm just realizing that obviously a lot of people take that for granted. Mm. And especially when it comes to dating, it's a thing where basically they're getting all the relationship benefits and you're not getting the title. So it's not an equal transaction. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, the math is not mathing. And so it's like, why would they want to be official with you if they're already getting everything anyway, sort of thing? Do you know what I mean? But why wouldn't they? I don't get it. I genuinely don't get I it. I don't know. It goes back to what I was telling you about the illusion of availability that people think, well, there's always people are satisfied now, I said this to my friends before like if you're cooking for him and having sex with him and you're not with him like it's a good deal for him isn't it it's a good fucking deal oh don't say that it's true it's true <laughs> and I saw that I saw some memes going around like earlier this year about cooking like a home home like recipe long ass thing for a guy who ain't your man I can't remember what the thing was it was going around I'm gonna end this call because I'm triggered right <laughs> what have you been making what's the longest thing you've cooked for someone who ain't yours. Oh my God. Listen, do you know how long it takes to make jollof rice? Yeah. I oh, don't. Tell me. That probably about two hours if you're lucky. And it's not even a thing that you can leave it and make it and just leave it to cook. You know, it's not like a, a casserole or whatever shit we can leave on a stove for like two hours. It's a thing that you have to go back and keep stirring every like whatever. That's it. Even the prep for that is long. Just like making dessert for these motherfuckers. I'm just, it's just how I am. It's just how I hate it. I hate it. I know. How long would you do that for without a title? I mean, it hasn't worked for me thus far since I've basically been single most of my life. But <laughs> but it's a thing where I feel like if I feel like, okay, cool, we're not going anywhere. I'm not going to stick around to, to hope. Do you know what I mean? I feel like if, it, yeah, if, I'm, if we're not going anywhere after X amount of time, then clearly it's not... Um, it's not a thing. Why does this happen? Is it because you're not comfortable saying like, what are we? That's the thing. I don't believe, and I think it's such a negative connotation or whatever stigma a girl saying like, what are we? And I don't like saying it. I feel like what's real doesn't need to be explained and real recognised real. Do you know what I mean? I feel like time is not a measure of emotion. You can meet someone and you guys just click and then you know you guys are official after a month and then others it takes like six, seven months. It's just, you just kind of know. Like there's some guy I know, he was ready to ask me to this guy after like a couple of like couple of weeks that like, he just knew. And there's others that just take a bit of time and it's just like, I'm just, I just think I attract men who have commitment issues. So clearly there's something wrong with me because I seem to be the common denominator. But we were just talking about this. There's this book out there and it's about your attachment style in relationships. And apparently it basically makes you recognize the attachment style that you have and how to correct that and how to figure out other people's attachment styles and know if that's someone worth you spending time on. I need that book, sis, because... <laughs> 
we had um, one of our listeners on a podcast and she said it changed her life. It changed her dating life. And then oh, wow. literally she read it in 2019. In 2020, she met her man. That was it. That says it all. She needs to leave an Amazon yes. review because people, love, that would be number one. Yeah. She was just like, it's like people are paying me to talk about this book, but you know, this is just how I feel. I was like, okay. But you know what? It's also this day, dating in this day and age. Like my mum was like to me, there's a point where I was so busy. If I wasn't working, I was just at the gym, this and that. My mum was like to me, like, Brooke, what do you do besides work and the gym? I was like, not much. She goes, so where else are you going to meet your man if you're not going out? And because she doesn't believe, well, to her dating apps and things aren't really, you know what I mean? She's, she's whatever. And I was like, that's a good motherfucking point. Like how am I going to meet someone if I'm not actually, yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean? I like, put myself out there and whatever, but. But it's, it's that thing, isn't it? It's like what you said earlier, which is like anything that's yours is not going to pass you by. So it could happen at the gym. 100%. It could happen when you're getting some food outside. It could happen when you're get, going into work. I don't know. I mean, we're, I think 100%. we're three single girls here, so who knows? I know. I did once make avocado ice cream and uh, masaka for someone that took me like three hours to do all of that. And I was pissed, to be fair. I don't feel like I got the thanks that I deserved. <gasps> was that your man? No. Okay, I actually made something for my man. And what did I make? Shakshuka, yeah? Oh, and it took beautiful. fucking ages because you have to make the sauce from scratch. Oh, yeah? you made it from scratch? I made it all from scratch. And, and A, he was like, why the fuck did it take so long? B, like he had it and made Excuse out like me? it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then C, like a couple of weeks later, because we're going through a rough patch and I was like cooking for him to try and, you know, make things up or whatever, like make things better. And he was like, he was like, yeah, I don't know why the fuck you made those eggs the other day. Like, why did it take so long? They were just eggs. Like, and I was just like, I fucking That's sweated rude. making that shakshuka. You got only do <laughs> shit for people who appreciate it. He hasn't got the finer taste. No, nah, that's, that's what I'm saying, Brooke. Brooke, that was my man at the time. So that's wild. So that's wild. It's not even. I think it's not even about just doing it for a guy who ain't your man. Like you, you got to just. I don't know. I don't know. What <laughs> just don't cook for nobody. <laughs> don't cook for nobody. <laughs> cook, cook for yourself. yourself. <laughs> literally, cook for yourself. Like, what the fuck? I was just literally like, what? Uh, not all dudes, but some dudes, they don't appreciate the time and effort that it goes. Like, because they haven't experienced it, they don't physically know. Whereas they know, if, if they actually did it and they know, okay, this is how long it takes for someone to do that for, you know, oh my God, shit, they went mm. in. They're fucking clueless. I cooked for the guy the other day and his friends, because we're having like a massive game night and stuff. And he's like, oh my God, you need to give me the recipe, this and that. I was like, if you knew how long it took to do that, you would serve at every motherfucking bite, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, they're clueless. Like, Before we move on, what are you going to do to not carry on doing this? Like, how, what's, the, what's the solution? I can't. I told myself, listen, I'm going to stop sending news. I'm going to stop cooking. I'm going to stop giving that wet. <laughs> but it's just the dish just too Wait, good. Wait, like nudes, nudes? Oh, yeah, like yeah, real yeah. Oh, nudes, nudes. Yeah. Not with my face because I ain't that stupid. <laughs> you're enjoying the d at the moment so it's fine so is it a thing of like you enjoy the d therefore they can enjoy the food no see that sounds like a really bad transaction <laughs> it's not that they're getting two things and you're only getting one yeah no it's not like it's just lust like don't get me wrong that's just the bonus of the whole like good whatever thing in that but we gen he's the first person i met that proper vibe on a level that's not just i don't know how to explain it there's just so many things we have in common that's like this is a new guy that you're cooking for at the moment this is someone new. Yeah. So okay. new Here you yeah. Give me something new. <laughs> Maybe this time what you can do is just cook things that don't take longer than two hours. 
But that's the stuff he likes. What do you think you're going to do moving forward? So it's not. I don't think she's going to do anything, mate. She's mesmerized. Hadid says you know me in it. Coming too deep. <laughs> I learned this word from book. Dickmatized. Stigmatized. There you <gasps> that's go. What I am. That is uh, what's happening right that's now. That's what I okay? am. That is. That is. That is it. That is not it, gonna lie, 100%. that sounds that sounds quite good. I'd like to be I'm digmatized. I'm hundred percent digmatized, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Give me some I, of that. I don't want to talk about it because then I'll start getting distracted, but like, Oh just, shit. Sis, it's too much. It's too much. Oh wow. Mm. Okay, but hypothetically then what are we saying? Thank you, next <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetically, I'm saying thank you next to doing the most for someone who's not my man. Thank you. Next. So we are going to get on to lesson two. So one taught me. To stay away from friends who don't support you until you blow. Okay. Tell me what that is about. Do you know what it is? For example, uh, when you're in school, you're friends with people by default because you're in the same environment. You saw each other five days a week, so you're friends and that, blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you grow up and you find out actually you're not in the same way if you have different interests and that, cool, whatever. The thing is that now, I think a lot of people are friends with people for clout or because it's beneficial to them, not because it's genuine friendship. Oh. So it's, and to me, I'm not going to lie, I literally have two best friends close like a couple of close friends and apart from that everyone else to me is an acquaintance you're not a friend you're someone i know that i get along with but if i need something i'm not going to call you and i know you wouldn't call me like it's just mm. not that kind of party but sure you know if i was to bump to in the club with you sure i'd get down and you know we'll have drinks and stuff but really and truly you wouldn't be there for me if i needed you at midnight or whatever do you know what i mean and is that how you decipher who your friends are i just feel like my friends are people who were there for me when i had nothing would be the same people that uh, that'll be there when i have it all do you know what I mean? When I was starting YouTube, for example, they weren't trying to support, they weren't trying to watch, they weren't they weren't doing none of that. And suddenly, after obviously I've gotten a few views on YouTube or I went on a circle, oh, I knew you were destined for greatness. I knew you were destined to be a star. Even people I worked with, a lot of them tried to get me fired. I won't get into it, but they tried to get me fired for going on the show. And then when I came back, they were very much like, oh, you were so great on the show. Oh, we supported you. We watched you every night. Like, what's next? Like, now that you're mixing with the big wigs, like, you're not going to be here for much longer. Like, all this sort of, like, fake... And they're just trying to get information out of you other than actually... Do you see what I mean? Like, it's just so fake and shady. Um, and yeah, loads of friends who came out of the woodwork. Loads of guys who came out of the woodworks when, you know, after the sea. My thing is, I think that people either miss you when you're doing good or looking good. Sometimes you're doing both. And so that's when they come out and they're like, yeah, okay, oh, I remember Old Brooke. I remember, you know, like Raj Hardy. But when they see you posting your Instagram pictures looking cute, nah, miss me with that. Miss me with that. So I'm working on so many things now and I feel like a lot of friends have shown their true colours that I'm like, cool, I'm going to remember this. So when I make it, don't at me saying, oh, yeah, you know, I knew you were going to make it. I knew you were going to be big. I knew you were going to be that. Nah. When you said like old dudes coming back, what's like <gasps> the oldest dude, the most irrelevant oldest dude that came oh back? Oh, my God. I had someone from like 10 years ago drunk call me or high, whatever, off their face. I didn't even know who it was for ages because they were trying to call me on Instagram video and some weird username. I was like, what the hell is this? And then I was ignoring it. And he's like, Brooke, like answer me answer me and he started saying stuff that I knew only he would know like where I work this and that I was like okay I know this person so I picked up and it was literally someone from like over 10 years ago saying oh you're the one I got away you made it like oh blah 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 all this stuff then his friend jumped in the car and someone was like oh hi 
And then he was like, don't just say hi to her like that. Do you know who she is? I'm like, bro, I'm not Beyonce. Like, relax. So I was on the circle for like two days and then that's it. Like, um, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> fucking calm down. But he Stop was here. moving mad. I had people from like, yeah, just like old thing. Primary school people where I couldn't even speak English had to come back to me like, bro, what? Like, <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. Have you had people that have been like really mean to you in the past or bullied you or anything like that come back and be like, oh, bro. No, but I've had guys who maybe weren't necessarily interested. Also, when I was younger, it doesn't count. You know, I was, we were all ugly when we were like 12, 13. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I've fine. had guys who like, yes, man, do like, you know what I mean? Yo, mm. it did me good, sis. Like, <laughs> it did us good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was literally a stick when I was like 12. Like, I had nothing. Like, all my friends were wearing bras and that, and I literally had like mosquito bites. Yeah, I had people from like year seven, year eight trying to come back saying, oh, yeah, Britta, you're looking this, you're looking that. Okay. Where were you in year nine when I wanted you and you didn't take me to prom? Like, what happened then? Like, <laughs> but yeah, I've had that, 100%. Hardeep, have you had that? I was in love with all the white guys at school, yeah. but I think now that we're in fashion, that maybe I could go back again. Have you had a bit of that? Do you know what? I went to predominantly white school, so naturally I tend to have crush on, like, the white boys and stuff. But now I just know that culturally it would never work. Like, you can't... Mm. It, there's not, I'm not saying I wouldn't... Like, I'm, I'm attracted to white guys and stuff, but I know I couldn't marry and settle down with one. Never say never. It could happen. But I just feel like I'm very Nigerian. My family's very Nigerian. You can't roll up in the house and be like, oh, you're right, Tracy. You know, can you... Can, can, do you know what I mean? That ain't gonna happen. She's Nigerian. You call her mum or auntie. Like, it's one of them ones. Like, I don't want to explain to you why yeah, one day yeah. my hair's like this, the next is an afro, the next... You need to know I wear wigs. Sometimes I wake up like this, sometimes I don't. Like, it's... There's just too many cultural things. Wait, but that guy from that one programme was cute. Cameron, uh, Love is Blind. Was it Love is Blind? <gasps> Cameron, yeah. But see, he's too sweet. I don't like overly sweet guys. You know, I, 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 it sounds oh, so horrible. He's he so beautiful. sweet. He's so sweet. But I can't deal with overly sweet guys. And I feel like, especially guys who compliment you all the time, that you can look like trash and still compliment you. To me, that's not genuine. Because I need to know, I know I look like shit. So why are you trying to act like, do you know what I mean? Compliment me when I look good so I know it's real. So at least this time when you tell me I look good, I know I look good. Do you know what I mean? Not because you're nah, just in love I with me. I want to be complimented when I'm in my PJs. Nah, like sometimes, yeah. But when I'm looking like a bum... No, let's be honest like no I don't want I don't like overly sweet guys I like people who are not mean but who keep it real so that when they're nice you know they mean it because they're not always like that I did have one guy I was telling Raj before from like when I was 19 we had like I saw him twice who keeps like I don't know why he's still about but every six months or something he pops up with a new account or whatever he started following our podcast account I think I had to block him wow Raj have you had anything of that sitch one thing that's really pissed me off is that I've had people who have worked with me and, you know, they know what I'm capable of. They know my ideas. They know everything. And it's like when I um, won that award or whatever, like they were all like, oh, my God, the same thing as what you're saying. Like, we knew you were going to be mm-hmm. a star. We knew you were destined for this. And, da, 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 da. and it's like, yeah, well, you could have, like, given me a leg up in my career and you never did shit. Yeah. So stop it. It's not genuine. Yeah. And it's just like, and people were like, oh, you know, she's one of us and she's one of ours and blah 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 and these were like companies that like pretty much were pushing me out yeah. and I was just like yo what's going on here like this is embarrassing yeah <laughs> like you're just embarrassing yourself yeah I'm, I'm fully with you on that and it's just and it's just that thing of like it feels it does feel really fake as it's though so fake. if it feels fake to us how does it feel to them like yeah what do they think they're doing yeah yeah, it's mad. I remember I had a friend who, like, she was, like, my roommate and stuff. I like, went to uni together. 
And then obviously I went on a circle this night. She never said anything like she she moved to Manchester at this point. So we weren't really, we hadn't seen each other in years, but we're still cool. Do you know what I mean? Came out from the circle. She never really said congratulations. She never said anything, like never even acknowledged it. And I thought, okay, that's a bit weird. That's very strange. It is, isn't it? Not even like a little, oh, a little satin satin. Do you know what I mean? I'm not expecting like a red carpet or anything, but acknowledge it. Like, and then she didn't. And then we met at a friend's birthday dinner and her and her boyfriend would not stop going on about it saying how much they love me on the show how much they did this how much they did that blah 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 blah, blah. and I was like where's all this energy coming from because y'all weren't doing all do you know what I mean it's like now that you see me in person you're trying to do the most and and they're trying to put me on like their snapchats and be like, oh my god look who I'm with look who I'm with and I'm just like mm. I see through all of that I see through all of that yeah so what are you saying thank you next to so I'm saying thank you next to friends who are here for a good time and not a long time thank you Okay, so lesson three, one taught me. That I need my own space. <laughs> Girl, what do you mean? Well, I, I moved out of my mum's house when I was like 18, when I went to uni. And then even then afterwards, like I just started renting and, you know, lived in London. And I never really moved back in. Brooke, I have to ask you, what was that like with a Nigerian mum? Because are they not going to encourage you to move back in, save up and buy property? Or is that not a thing? So no, she did. But for my own sanity <laughs> and for her own sanity, we just knew the space was, you know, necessary. Like, we're, like we love each other, but bruh. <laughs> bruh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, do you butt heads? We do. We, we do. We're just... Yeah, I do with my mum. Like, we can't... Like, I love her. I love her so much. And I moved back home recently. And, like, it's been about two years, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, we... um, I'm fully, like, yo, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you sometimes, know. you know? Like, I love you, but damn. Sharing space with someone, though, <laughs> that's a lot. Do you know what it is? I feel like... So basically, I obviously, like I said, I moved out of my parents' house, this is my mum's house, whatever. And then I moved back in with her um, a few months ago, last winter, when we went back into lockdown again, because it really took like a toll on her. You know, she she lives by herself because obviously all, we've all left the bird's nest, she's obviously single parent, whatever. Oh. And yeah, and obviously she, she wasn't working because obviously Corona, this and that. So she's basically just at home. You couldn't exactly go out. So she couldn't really do anything. So I felt bad. I was like, do you know what? I'm the only one that like can work from home. That's quite flexible my schedule. Let me move back in and like keep her company sort of thing. And damn, I'm glad I did it, but shit, sometimes I'm like, Brooke, <laughs> couple of trips here and there wouldn't have killed you either. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, did you really have to move back in? But no, I love her to bits. But sometimes I think she thinks because I'm at home that I'm not working. So I'll be in the middle of like doing whatever. She'll just come yes. to my room and say like, she needs help with this. I'm like, bro, like, I'm, I'm working, sis. Like, <laughs> How do you set those boundaries then? There are no boundaries. Like, it turns into an argument because it's like, it, she doesn't listen. It, like, it goes from one ear and she's like, okay, okay, okay. And then she'll do it again the next day. And I'm just like, I can't. I remember one time I was like, that's it, I'm leaving. And then I was like, I packed my suitcase and I went to my friend's house in London. And she's like, is it every time you argue, you're going to leave to London? I was like, well, Aww. maybe. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. But it only happened the one time, but that's it. That's literally because she pushed me to my limit. And I was like, I had enough. Like, I was going to move back out. It was too much. But like, she doesn't walk in on you when you're on a Zoom or something no, like that. No, 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 no. Like, even today, I was like, mom. I'm recording, so keep the voice. Because this mic picks up everything. And she's Nigerian. You can hear her all the way from China when she's on the phone. So I was like, just shh, like I'm recording today. 
<laughs> do you do little things in the day to like get some space while you're there? I feel like just because I'm actually quite busy, I feel like I feel bad because I, I don't actually spend to, I don't actually get to spend much time with her, even though we live under the same roof. A lot of the times I'm cooped up in my room, whether I'm editing or filming or just that or, or just doing whatever. I don't actually get to spend that much time with her, especially now that she started working again. It's just a bit. Raj, you were saying that before as well with your dad, like that you don't get to spend, even though you live under the same roof, you don't always get to spend time together. How's that going? Even with my mum, it's the same because like I'll be working and then, so we might have a cup of tea together and that might just be our bonding thing. But um, they say I work too much and I'm actually not working a lot at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, when I go back to my normal way of working, how are you guys going to handle stuff? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just crazy. I don't know. They just deal with it because they're used to it now, I guess. My mum guilt trips me a little bit about certain things. But I guess that's just being a mum, innit? Like, yeah. I don't, there's nothing I can really do about it. Like, I'll try my best. And, like, I feel like now, because work isn't as hectic, I can take more time on, like, home projects and things like that that we're having our house redone at the moment. So I'm having to do a lot, like, step up a lot and, like, do a lot, like, be across these project management and all of that rubbish. But, yeah, like, if I was working, like, how I used to, I wouldn't be able to do none of this shit. Yeah. So... Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know how it's going. I think everyone just accepts it after a while and but they'll accept it and I think Brooke, this is probably the same with your mum. She accepts it. She knows that it's not gonna change or anything, but they're still gonna tell you about yeah. it here and there. Yeah. So it's so weird because my mom went from like stay away from boys to where's your husband so like now oh my yeah, god yeah now whenever she knows that i go to see the guy i'm seeing now she's always like oh i come back she's like oh how was it and i'm like oh my god woman like <laughs> stop she's just so ready for grandkids that like it yeah, went yeah, to like you know don't can have you kids. talk to her about everything i do actually tell her about what yeah i actually do like it's weird we have this relationship where I can't stand her, but I can still tell her stuff. Like, so obviously when I was, yeah, when I was telling her, I'll see whatever. Then she's like, oh, and you know, if you were to be pregnant, it would, you're, you're not a little girl anymore. I'm like, mom, like, we ain't doing that. Whoa. Like, we'll slow down, yeah, honey. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but yeah, like, she's just so ready for grandkids. <laughs> Aww. You're still young though. Yeah. Yeah. 26, 26. Yeah. But, um, Listen, that's childbearing age. <laughs> that's what age? <laughs> Is, you know, for, I just feel like for our parents, I don't know, because yeah, you said she's Nigerian, so my parents are Punjabi. Like, I think, I don't know, my mum had me very late. Like, my mum had me, oh, it was late for them. I think she had me at 28. Yeah. I think. So for me. And that was late for them. My mum had three kids and moved country by the time she was 26. I don't even have a boyfriend on my CV. So. <laughs> The math is not mathing. Times are different. Times are different. I feel like we're not aging how they aged yeah. either. Yeah. Certain things aren't expected of us, whatever was expected of them. Mm -hmm. And they had to make it or like break it. It was like that yeah. sort of a time, wasn't it? Whereas I feel like mm. things are so much more lenient for us. My nan, I was with my nan on the weekend. So I went back to see my nan and she was, she asked me and my brother very flippantly, what, are we going to get married or have kids or whatever? And that, they always do that. But she doesn't seem to do that as much, but... Sometimes my brother, he's there's a bit of a language barrier and he says dumb shit and he doesn't know wh where it's going to go. Like, you're opening a fucking can of worms. Why did you say that? Anyway, he must have said something about someone. Else. Oh, he said one of our cousins that are younger than us is getting married. Then that's an opening for yeah. her to ask us. Like, it's so obvious. Like, please don't go down that road. Anyway, I basically, I, I had to get my mum to explain because I couldn't explain it in a right way that made sense because the language barrier of... Um, 
times have changed now and if i want to get a flat and have a baby and all this shit i can do that crap on my own yeah and you know we have choices and i don't even like kids really (laughs) i definitely need my own space i do like going home and there are so many nice things about living with your family like sharing cooking and stuff like sometimes it's i make big batch things for myself here and sometimes i'm like this is actually a little bit there's a of emptiness yeah. in the fact that I'm cooking all this shit for myself it's nice to share it with your family or like people you care about or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah I do like going home and spending time but also I do need my own space as well yeah you're like ready for your own space like once you spend a bit of time yeah <laughs> so Brooke what are you saying thank you next to I'm saying thank you next to moving back in with your parents after you've moved out because lord knows I'm independent I need my own space you know I just, I just, I just need to be Brooke in my own environment and ambiance. You know, I don't need my mum walking in and doing all her mumsy stuff <laughs> when I need peace and quiet. So, the yeah. ambiance. The ambiance. Listen, yeah. I'm surprised she hasn't walked in and been like, Brooke, why are you talking about me? Oh, you yeah. know? <laughs> <laughs> These walls are so thin as well. That's another thing. It's like, oh my God. Like, when I'm trying to sleep, I can just see her on the phone, like to Nigeria or whatever. And I'm just like, oh, why? But yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us thank today. You. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure, girls. So where can everyone find out more about you? So you can find me everywhere at Brooke underscore Ogin. That's on Instagram, Twitter, probably Facebook. On in YouTube, I'm Brooke on a break. But yeah, I'm Brooke Ogin pretty much everywhere. Um, what about your podcast? We're actually taking a bit of a sabbatical, but we'll be back soon. But we, you can follow me and Beth, my castmate from The Circle, on State How It Is Pod on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Mm, and what's coming up for you soon? Are we going to get a cameo on Love Island? I ain't gonna lie, I ain't got shit going on right now. I'm just so busy working on some other stuff that is not much. <laughs> but stay tuned, you never know. Aww. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it 100. Like right now, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing much. Was it there talk of a Nigerian Love Island or did I imagine that? I know there was South, I don't, I haven't heard of Nigeria, but maybe now because it's a South African one. Would you do it if it was in Nigeria? Nah. Okay, <laughs> you're just like anti love nah, it's like nah. not do you know what it's not even that it's love island it's just nigerian guy I, I like nigerian guys so yeah, like i date nigerian guys because there's a difference between nigerian british guys and nigerian nigerian guys okay so okay, okay. i'm not doing nigerian nigerian guys thank you so much thank you honestly guys it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me i can't believe it's been like an hour and a half Thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with someone who likes their own space. Someone who cooks for dudes who don't deserve it. Yeah, you know what? It's interesting because it's like, yeah, you can cook for dudes that aren't your man, yeah? But even just someone that doesn't deserve it, even if it is your man and he doesn't deserve it, he doesn't Mm -mm. appreciate those hours that you're putting into that sauce. You know, look at Khalees. She is a saucier. Like, imagine how long it takes. I'm sure she's talked about sauce that takes like eight hours to make. Khalees? If someone doesn't care that you've made something from scratch, yeah. What are you talking about? Khalees is a saucier, babe. What's a saucier? She is literally, she went to Le Cordon Bleu. She's gone to chef school to learn how to be a chef and she specialises in sauce. What kind of sauce? It's not a specific... She specialises in sauce, literally. Like sauce as a condiment? Like saucier, yeah. She's a saucier. You're saying this like this is common knowledge. I thought everyone knew. Nah, I did see she did like a food something, but... 
Does she do yeah, like she, a food Netflix or something? I don't know. She, nah, but she's a sourcier, so like, yeah, like she posts a lot about sources and stuff and the power of source and how a, a source can literally punch up and elevate a meal. But yeah, so, you know, someone that doesn't appreciate that, like, damn, I, I will never be doing that for someone again. Mm-mm. But the thing is, it's really hard to sort of figure out like if they're going to react like that because you just don't know they're gonna, if they're going to react like that. The dude that I made it for used to always go on about um, how he wants me to cook for him and he wants me to cook really big, exciting meals for him. So the day I did it, because I felt like that was not his love language, but that was what he wanted as a love language from me. So then when I did it, I was like, "That's this isn't what I was expecting for you to cast it. I'm trying to picture you in this situation. I just don't, I can't see you in this situation. I'm finding it really difficult. Why is that? <laughs> I can't imagine someone being like, Raj, I wish you'd make me sauce. Not sauce. Yeah. I wish you make me big dinners. And then you've gone and made it. And then they go and cuss you. Sorry? Yeah. No, yeah. Thanks. It's shocking, mate. Absolutely not. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode of the podcast. You can do that very easily on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're going to be back next week with more shit. We'll be saying thank you next to. Let us know what you're saying thank you next to. Or if you knew that Khalees was a sorcier now, uh, email us or leave us a voice note at hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com. Or you can slide in the DMs on socials. We're thank you next pod on Insta, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. But um, remember, we got some hot playlists out at the moment for you, some Spotify playlists. If you head over to our Instagram and look at our highlights, you can see one that is clearly labelled playlist and it will take you to some banging tunes. We also have excellent content as usual on our Instagram, TikTok and that. What we got right now? Let me have a little look. Uh, actually, you know what? I did post on our Insta the other day this this um, meme of Rihanna and it's like she's on the phone to someone and it says blocked. And I did want to know... When was the last time? Because it's your go-to thing, isn't it? To block people. Oh, I love like, it. Like, you love a block. And I did ask a serious... It's like my hand's itching. Yeah, I did ask a serious question in the caption on, on this post. And I said, uh, hey, like, when was the last time you blocked someone and why? And you did not give me a serious answer. So I'm going to ask you now on the podcast, when was the last time you blocked someone and why? And you can't say me and you can't say our podcast. When's the last time I blocked someone? Oh, that guy from 10 years ago who won't go away. Go away. So why didn't you say that on Insta in the comments and start a conversation? Because I was just having a joke with you. We're off now to... To enjoy the sun. I'm finding it really hard to get 10,000 steps in a day in this heat because I don't want to walk around for 10,000 steps. In the morning or at night. That's it. Morning or night. So I guess I'm going to try and get those 10,000 steps in now. Go ahead, mate. You head over to the park. Yeah, right then. See you later. Bye. Bye. Wait, say bye again. You sound... Bye. There we go. There we go.